0: Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode. I want to let you know that it is birthday season in my household, which is truly no joke. It's like a span of at least six, maybe eight weeks within my immediate and extended family. We have so many birthdays, I think pretty much everybody. And in between, you know, the school parties and the family parties, there are easily at least 10 or 12 different birthday celebrations happening in this time frame. It is so fantastic. Um, and it's just so funny because before having kids, I went through a pretty long stretch, maybe at least 15 years, where birthdays just weren't that big of a deal. And more recently, um, I have really felt incredible, like joy and excitement, to celebrate birthdays. And I don't even necessarily mean with like big lavish parties and celebrations, but just by truly recognizing what a treat it is to be alive. And you know, it it may very well be that I'm feeling more acutely aware of the fragility of life. It's probably a combination of so many things, right? Like including the state of events in the world, things that I hear about on the news, obviously the never-ending COVID pandemic. I actually have a relative that recently passed away, um, and I have a very close family member that has been experiencing some health concerns. And so without getting into further detail, I am just basically in a place where I am continually being reminded that truthfully we can be here one day and gone the next. And it just feels like so frequently we run, we run around in our lives, you know, and, and we're not really taking a moment to just stop and breathe and remind ourselves that we're alive and we can just pause and smile and feel grateful for being alive and, you know, hug our children and our loved ones and let them know that we love them, that nothing in this life really can be taken for granted. I don't want to take anything for granted. And it really also reminds me that I want to live life to its fullest I don't want to mindlessly be on autopilot throughout my life. And so we're going to get into some deeper stuff today. My question for you is, you know, how are you living your one precious life? Are you living according to your values and your priorities? And, you know, seeking pleasure in all its different forms and enjoying food and everything else that we can enjoy in our lives is great, but is that all that life is about? Or is there more? Is there something else that you're not fully taking advantage of? Is the purpose of life to be happy or is there more? And I believe that the purpose here on earth, our purpose here on earth is to grow to our fullest potential, to help others to do the same. Of course, you may have your own ideas on this and what may be the most meaningful definition for you. But regardless, I don't believe that we're meant to be happy all the time. I actually believe that the human experience is full of a spectrum of emotions, half of which we'd consider to be positive ones, you know, happiness, joy, excitement, anticipation, And half of which we might consider to be negative ones. Sadness, fear, anxiety, loneliness, for example. When we have the notion that we're supposed to be happy all the time, we can actually meet negative emotions with resistance. We can start to think that something is wrong. And our culture really supports the idea that we should be happy all the time. Now, I'm not suggesting in any way that we should be martyrs or not seek out ways to add joy in our lives, totally the contrary, but I'm actually really curious for you, what would shift if you were to perhaps have the notion that we're not necessarily supposed to be happy all the time? I actually think we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we think that we are supposed to be happy all the time. Instead, I believe that as humans, like I mentioned earlier, we will experience a range of human emotions. When we have a day where predominantly we are experiencing pleasant emotions, we might characterize that day as a good day. And then, in contrast, when we have predominantly... A day where we're feeling predominantly negative or unpleasant emotions, we might call that a bad day. But what if it's actually just normal that about half the time we're going to be having positive emotions and the other half of the time it's going to be negative emotions, no matter what's really going on in our lives, right? What if experiencing the 50-50 of everyday life is just totally normal, And therefore, not being happy 100% of the time is actually not a problem at all. Too often, we're seeking to jump from happy moment to happy moment, and obviously, social media is no help. We are conditioned to think that pretty much everyone on the planet, or at least those people that are on social media, are just constantly happy, right? And that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth, right? Right? So what happens is that we can run away from our negative feelings in search of positive ones on some level, potentially denying ourselves the ability to experience the full human experience. And again, I'm not saying that we should magically want to feel negative emotions or pain or that we should enjoy feeling negative emotions, but... What happens when we eat to distract ourselves from a negative emotion? We aren't actually getting rid of the negativity. We're simply putting it on hold, maybe, at best, right? We're turning away from the emotion, and what happens is that emotion is going to patiently wait for us until we become present again. And this is what's called buffering, okay? There's lots of examples of buffering, It could be shopping, watching TV or Netflix, scrolling through social media. For some people, it may be gambling or alcohol, even overworking. And of course, there's eating. There's so many different options for buffering. So what's actually the problem with buffering? Well, none of the actual activities are necessarily bad, except when we use them to buffer... We're distracting ourselves instead of being fully engaged and present in our lives. And we're potentially and very likely not working towards our goals when we are buffering or neutralizing a negative emotion. You will know that an action that you're taking is a buffering action. When you use it as a way to distract yourself, minimize, or numb, a negative feeling. And, and this is really important, it has a negative consequence in your life. And so my question to you is the following. Are you being fully present in your own life or are you letting it pass while you distract yourself with other things, potentially food and alcohol? When we are accustomed to using food to numb or neutralize negative emotions, we're failing to learn how to process our negative emotions in a productive and positive way. So for example, when we receive a negative Yelp review or a staff member quits or we mess up on a procedure or we get in an argument with our partners, we may feel anxiety or fear uncertainty, self-doubt, inadequacy, frustration, irritation, (laughs) you name it, the entire spectrum of emotions, right? These are all normal, totally normal feelings. And the reality is they're not permanent states of being. These feelings are in fact temporary. Last year, one of my students gave me this little plaque and it says, feelings are just visitors. Let them come and go. And that is the truth of the matter. When we feel a negative feeling, it can feel in the moment like it is going to last forever, that there will just never be relief. And yet that's not actually true. It will not last forever. We may think that by buffering it away, it will go away faster. And that's not the case either. Look, for many years, I used to feel the stress of clinical practice, and I'd use food to really pull me out of moments, to comfort myself and numb negative emotions, like the stress of the day, and take me out of that present feeling of stress. It wasn't about the food, right? Food is just food, but I was using it as a coping tool. And what I learned was that I didn't want to be using food to not feel my feelings. That's what I was doing. It felt good in the moment, but it actually was detracting and holding me back from living the life that I wanted to live. I want to feel my, all my feelings fully. And when we learn how to cope with our lives and manage our minds Around the circumstances in our mind, circumstances in our lives, (laughs) we release the need and the desire to use food and possibly alcohol or possibly any other one of the buffering options, right? We start to minimize the desire to use these buffering mechanisms to cope. We then allow ourselves to feel negative feelings without the actual feeling of those feelings being a huge problem. We can surrender to the moment without feeling the need to fix or to change things, right? And then we can tune in and ask ourselves, what is it that I actually need right now? How can I acknowledge and validate the feelings I'm having in this moment and take care of myself right now? Mind you, when I talk about acceptance, This does not mean we have to be passive and allow things to happen in our lives that we don't want to have happen, that we may have control over, certainly, but it means pausing and sitting with a negative emotion and letting it pass through you and run its course instead of urgently feeling the need to get rid of it. Okay, side note, do you have children I have two boys. One of them is a first grader. And let me tell you, when he's upset or having a tantrum, there's not a whole lot I can do to speed the situation up. Of course, I can give him a hug. I can use my words to comfort him. But in that moment when he's upset and he's crying, he needs to have that moment and feel his feelings and let them fully pass through his body. I recently heard one of my mentors speak about feelings in terms of energy. When we have a feeling, it's as if there's energy that's passing through us. When we resist that moment, we're not really letting ourselves fully feel that feeling. And when we attempt to buffer it away, when we attempt to buffer those feelings away, it can actually take longer to process the feeling. I'm curious, are you allowing yourself to feel your feelings? Are you being fully present in your own life or are you distracting yourself from your feelings? And I'm challenging you today to feel all your feelings. Learning how to acknowledge and process your feelings is a huge part of learning how to lose weight and keep it off. And this is sure to be a topic that I'm going to get into in much more depth in future episodes. One quote that I recently heard that I absolutely love, and it's so simple, states that feelings cannot be swallowed. I love that. It helps me remember that even though there are feelings that are uncomfortable and not very fun to experience, we truly cannot rush them away or swallow them away, right? Right? When we eat, yes, we might temporarily feel better, but we're just pushing down a feeling that's only going to come back up and resurface. When we just accept all our feelings and feel them completely, we surrender to the moment and we recognize that the feeling isn't actually going to cause any harm to us. No feeling is actually harmful unless it's left unattended, right? It's when we don't pay attention to our feelings, when we bottle them up for days, weeks, months, years, year after year, that's when feelings can truly become harmful to us and even have physical manifestations. Let me give you an example When I was in clinical practice and before I was introduced to coaching work, I remember being so frustrated, irritated, and angry on several occasions when I had staff members quit. And truly, this happened more than I would like in the very early years, or rather early months (laughs) of my practice ownership. I remember so many days that I would be short-staffed. I even had a few days where I was actually the only person in the office. Yes, you heard that right. I was picking up the phones, I was setting up the trays, I was doing the procedure without an assistant, of course, and then I was collecting the payment and then I was cleaning up the room. Thankfully, that did not last for long. But during that time, I felt overwhelmed and frustrated and all the other negative emotions that i just said. I would get home and I would feel like I deserved a reward for having survived the day. And inevitably, I would find solace in some piece of chocolate. I didn't feel like I could really cope very well without it, to be honest. And if I could go back and talk to myself then, I would tell myself, first of all, it's totally okay to feel frustrated, irritated, angry, everything else. I would tell myself, it's totally fine let yourself cry let yourself feel anxious uncertain upset and then i would tell myself this is the situation right now this isn't the situation that you will be in forever these feelings will not last forever as hard as that may have been to believe then i know that no situation lasts forever no feeling lasts forever there is relief. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I'd tell myself that, you know, when you run a tunnel practice, there will be times that staff will quit and nothing necessarily has gone dramatically wrong. Does it suck? Yes. Are there ways to learn from it and minimize it? Absolutely. Did it, did I feel pretty rotten in that moment? Of course. But would I be able to move forward and still thrive and still allow myself to grow from the experience? Absolutely. And then I would go back and I would ask myself, where could I just accept the situation and feel my feelings and then let it go, right? And then I would ask myself, how could I respond calmly? In this manner, we can really learn Learn to shift from reacting urgently to things in our lives to responding calmly, no matter what's happening. Even if on the inside, we kind of want to freak out, right? For example, I'm sure you've had the situation where you're about to deliver a crown and then you accidentally drop it on the floor. Has that happened to you? Look, I'm an endodontist and I remember back to my days as a general dentist, it definitely happened to me. And in those moments, sure, you might feel like you want to freak out and yell and scream, right? But instead, you take a deep breath, you pick up the crown, you clean it, or have your assistant clean it, or you do it yourself if you're a one-woman show like I was for a while there, and you collect yourself. And it's okay to temporarily or internally freak out. That's not a problem, Right? We collect ourselves, we process the situation, and we calmly respond. If you've been using food to react to the stressors of life, to help you feel better after a crappy day, or to comfort you when you're experiencing the less than pleasant parts of life, even if that's become a very well-established habit for you, I'm here to tell you that it does not have to stay that way. You're here because you likely know and you believe that change is possible for you and you're looking for solutions. And I'm here to tell you that change absolutely is possible for you. When you think about your life and your goals and your desire to lose weight, I want to ask you the following questions or rather, (laughs) I want you to ask yourself these questions, okay? So answer these for yourself. Number one, weight loss is an invitation to change not just your outsides, but your insides as well. So more than just changing the number on the scale, who is it that you really want to become? Number two, how aware of your emotions are you throughout each day? Number three, when you have a negative emotion, do you have a hard time accepting or allowing it to be there? Are you meeting negative emotions with judgment, anxiety, or even resistance? Number four, in what ways are you possibly buffering or neutralizing negative emotions? And how could this be making it harder for you to make progress towards your weight loss goal? If life is an enchilada, are you picking and choosing just the happy parts to be present with and emotionally available for? Or are you willing and accepting of the full enchilada, so to speak, all the emotions that come with life, the happiness, the joy, the excitement, the sadness, the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt? When I started getting honest with myself and allowing myself to answer these questions without judgment, I was able to stop resisting what is and allow myself to accept situations with more clarity and still making amazing changes in my life. I'm positive that you can do the same. Okay, my friends, this is what I have for you today. I hope it's been helpful. Have a fabulous week and I'll talk to you next time. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.